Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Service Without Excuses podcast coming to you from the SWE studios here in New Jersey. Uh, a little bit warmer today. Looks like it was around the, uh, well, around maybe 38, 39. It's warm for us, and tomorrow it's supposed to be close to 50. So glad to be with you here on the uh, podcast this evening. One of the questions I had, and it's come up quite a bit, so that's why I've decided to bring it to an episode. Um, usually I find that if uh, if I get a few pretty much continuous questions about a particular subject, um, I try to bring it on the podcast to explain things. The big question is, and it's an old question, and a good one actually at that, um, the question is, do I need a coach for my business or a consultant for my business or a coach for me personally in a particular uh, facet, or I need a consultant for something I'm trying to accomplish in my life? And the answer is varied. So I'm going to break down the details of it, and I'm going to use sports analogies, which I often do um, when it comes to what one is versus the other. A coach is exactly what you think it is. Have you ever played competitive sports, played sports for that matter at all, you know the coach is a person that's trying to get you to the best level you possibly can, the peak performance level, the uh, top, and the past Bill Belichick has been considered and still is considered to be a great peak performance person, being able to get a lot more out of an athlete or particular person than others. Um, A lot of teachers, instructors, coaches, just like that in business are the same way. A good coach, what a coach will do is mentor you, help you, guide you, but will never ever do the work for you. They may help and, you know, turn you in certain directions for certain things, but they're not really going to do the work for you. They're going to help you get to where you need to be because they know the task. You can get there just like playing a sport, nothing more, nothing less. A good coach is a person that can listen, but again, helps motivate you in one direction. A consultant, on the other hand, is brought in to do something called project work. Project work in layman's terms is basically, I've got this problem in my business whatever that happens to be, and I need your help and your expertise in helping me get um, this fixed, get, get this problem um, solved, and get things back in working order. And usually it's a project based on a term or particular task. So let's use an example as a consultant. Come into a company. I hire a consultant. I've done it before. I've hired actually a few different consultants over the years. The consultant comes in. I says, I've got this particular problem. I'm trying to grow this particular division in my business and I'm having problems with it. I can't seem to get everything to go forward where it needs to go. I can't seem to get things to move in the direction I want them to. I'm not sure if it's me. I'm not sure if it's the staff. I'm not sure if it's just the wrong time, but I can't figure out this problem. And the consultant comes in and looks at everything from an outside view, outside perspective, which is key, and says, you know, makes an evaluation, makes notes, and usually is there for a period of days or sometimes weeks. Um, looking at your facility, looking at your operation, and and seeing uh, what seems to be the best solution based on their experience um, for you. And then they write out a detailed plan and help you execute that most of the time. So there are times where consultants don't do that. They just write down a work plan or something for you to implement and do it. But many times consultants actually are involved in making those uh, decisions when it comes to that, helping the, uh, the outcome uh, make itself forward, so to speak. So do I need a coach or a consultant? Well, every problem and every situation is different. It's not always a problem when it comes down to it. Give me one second here. It doesn't always mean you have a problem. It doesn't always mean you have a a situation that may need either or both. Sometimes people need both. Um, Coaching is brought in to maybe help your staff achieve a particular goal or help them um, be better task um, 
operators, so to speak. A consultant might also come in in the same task as doing consultant work for the company. So the company comes in and they, they consultants come in and they say, your problem is you have uh, poor morale. You have uh, maybe a leader that is a good person but not very good leadership skills, but a nice person has good characteristics. We need to change that around. So that consultant will come in and work with the ownership and probably that particular uh, key person in the business, and then we'll work with people underneath them typically to get those tasks help. So he'll do so he'll serve a little bit of both tasks in a company. He'll serve the task of coming in and giving the uh, analysis, so to speak, if you want to call it that. I hate terms like that, but it is. And uh, he may coach and motivate and mentor some of the staff, including the key person that might be uh, need a little uh, a little extra help when it comes to that. Most of the times in businesses, it is one or the other when it comes to it. It's going to be either you're going to be seen as the coach person or the consultant. So the big question I get is, what do we do? Well, we do a little bit of both, but the majority of the work we do is coaching. And Coaching is a thin term because there's coaches that coach a little league. There's coaches that coach businesses. There's coaches that coach, co- yeah, excuse me, coach coaches for that matter. And, um, you know, there is a big business there and there are some really great uh, coaches with experience. Now, that's a key word. So when you're hiring somebody in that maybe comes in as a coach, and they're going to work with you, where is their background into it? Are they using experience and pulling from their experience and their time, just like a professional coach would. When the NFL hires a coach, they usually hire them based on their experience and what they can picture them doing with the team. So it's very important. The The coaches that come in and coach the NFL at a head coach position usually have to work their way up to be assistant coach, uh, line coach, uh, special teams coach. I won't go any further than that, but they work their way up usually through experience in order to become a proven leader as a coach for an NFL team. Baseball team, same thing. Hockey team, same thing. Uh, basketball, same thing. So I, I really tend to go the same route. I find it hard for a coach, although well-intended, that comes out maybe, you know, a little bit experienced, maybe very bright, but has no real background into it other than reading from others that maybe have done it. Now, that's a benefit that is important. I'm not going to sit there and say that learning from others isn't important because it's extremely important. I learn from others every day, and it builds uh, my mindset and my brain uh, war chest, so to speak. So it's important. I'm not going to say it's not. However, when I'm coaching somebody— I'm drawing on experiences. So I'm drawing on you have this problem with your staff. You have this problem with your marketing. You have this problem with your operations. You have your problem with review management being a problem. No matter what it is, and that could be taken in two contexts. If it's a serious problem, we got to look at it from the consultant hat and come in and say, what's the problem on the top down? If we've identified what it is right off the bat and it just becomes an accountability or a coaching and mentoring process, then that's a pretty easy thing from that standpoint because we're able to draw as a professional coach on the experiences we've learned from the past and the lessons and a lot of them hard lessons we've learned from the past. So we've learned to respect it from both sides. Um, Our reaction as a coach or as a business owner, for that matter, an experienced business owner, draws on those experiences, some good, again, some bad, and some that have actually corrupted us and made us believe a certain thing that maybe is not necessarily correct. And that's why the new information that comes out there from other people that could be leading it. I happen to know an industry coach, I won't say his name, I don't even think he's 30 years old and he's brilliant, and I haven't disagreed with anything he said yet, and he hasn't had life experience yet. He's out of college a couple of years and you know, just a really good leadership person, and he's young, 
but he's brilliant and he has he's the information he dispels is 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 right on i've never once seen anything i disagreed with he hasn't had so much of life experience but yet he's adapted to things so fast and he's respected and learned and been coached himself by people that have had the experience that he has become a proven leader now that's another thing when it comes to coaching you're trying to help people become better leaders in a leadership role um, a coach is helping people uh, manage, and manage is a, is, a, is a really, really loose and loaded term. I don't know how else to, to probably describe that. Uh, management is being able to manage others. And you think that sounds really simple, but it's not. And you think that really, uh, no, duh, that's exactly what it's supposed to mean. It means you are able to work and motivate and help and mentor others. So an effective manager is going to be a person that can mentor his staff, not yell and scream at his staff, not threaten and play the bully role with his staff. Coach is no different. If he plays the bully role, threatens and plays hardball and says, you're going to sit on the bench and let you do exactly what I say, my way, blah, blah, blah. Not a good coach either. I mean, this has been some very successful coaches over over time that I've respected greatly. Um, the late Joe Paterno was a hardline type coach, very effective, very good. But he realized over time, that worked back many, many years ago. When he started coaching a newer breed of athletes, um, he found that that wasn't nearly as effective and had to change his coaching strategy in order to get more out of the athletes. Of course, you know, way back in his time at this point. But there's a lot of proven coaches that played hardline, this is the way it is, and they've even had to adapt to it because like life and business, things change. So a coach should be able to get this full information out of you, pulling on experiences, pulling on their memory bank, so to speak, and they're helping you lead and not make the same mistakes possibly they have most likely they have made um, through the hard way. And they're there, they're, they got really their own sweat equity, so to speak, involved because they want you to be effective. A good coach will be worth every penny. A good coach will help get you to where you need to be. Um, the cost is a minimal issue if a coach is good. If a coach is helping you out and giving you the right help and direction and motivation and 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 helping you go in the right direction uh, through making rational and quality decisions, then that's a great coach. And they're usually worth every penny and then some. Consultants, the same thing. It's just a different breed. Consultants, you have to be completely based on experience, in my opinion. I don't find most consultants that haven't had the world experience to be very effective other than just to give thin book. You know, I, I got books back here. I can gladly pull a book out in the book and tell me what to do. Does that mean the book is right? Maybe not. And if the book is not right and I give you that advice and you fail, I failed you. So a consultant needs to have the experience and the time-tested um, track record in order to give the full-time advice. So, for example, I have a friend. He was on here, Clark Brown. If I have a large restoration company, somebody that's over $5 million in sales, and they come to me and say, I need you to help coach us or consult us, I am nine out of ten times going to say, call Clark. Here's his number. Here's his, here's his cell phone. Here's his email. Call him directly. He's the better person for you. The only time I wouldn't do something like that is they want to really focus on certain things that I'm really, you know, tend to be pretty good at, and they want to focus on that from experience. I don't want to hire anybody else, even though I would try to do by what's right by them by putting them in Clark's more than capable hands. It doesn't make any difference. Um, they're going to want to go with me. Um, but there becomes a reason, a point where I just say, hey, I can't help you. He's the guy. It's what it is. A good coach or good consultant will know that. They won't just take anybody on and say, well, I need the money. And this is my thing, and 
and I know everything and I'm I'm going to be the best thing for them because they might not be. I mean, I know I can't coach everybody and I certainly can't consult anybody. If your business is doing $10 million a year in the disaster restoration, there are certainly things I can help you with within that parameter. Ball around your much better hands for the most part with Clark. That's a good coach or a good consultant. Knows what they're really good at and can help you with and what they're not. Um, and that's that's what you got to look for when you're trying to hire or talk to somebody about being a coach or being a consultant or working with you in your business. Um, there are there are plenty more variables to what can happen there, but I would say the key things you want to look for when you're hiring somebody uh, from that coaching standpoint is the feeling you have in your gut when you talk to them. Usually, most coaches will do 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever free evaluation. I do 30 minutes myself. And uh, I want to know if we're going to be on the same page. We're going to be able to work together. We're going to have the same ideals, same philosophies. I'm a driven, motivated son of a bitch. And um, I want anybody I work with not to be exactly like me, but to have the same philosophies and ideals to say that they want to achieve. Because there's no sense in me taking your money. And I won't take your money if you're not you know, growing. You're not doing anything better. Um, because there's no sense to it. Nobody wins in the end. So... I need to know if I'm going to pair and work with somebody in the in a coach role, which is a majority of what I do, that I can motivate them and drive them. And the reason that coaching is more natural to me, even though I have some vast experience in in a few solid industries, um, is because I have that passion and motivation to do it. That's something a coach needs to have. Coach just can't be dictating things off a of paper. Coach is not going to go over there and take this thing over and say, this is what a coach does. At this point in time, you should do blank, 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 and blank, and make sure that you do this and this and this. That's not a coach. A coach is not reading something off a chart. A coach is not reading something out of a program they purchased. A coach is a person that can sit there and look at your situation and figure out inside your brain what you're thinking, how you are, and how to get the beast most peak performance out of you, just like a professional sports coach. I love, absolutely love working with people that had an athletic background. You could have played football high school. I don't care what it is. But if you've had an athletic background, you'll do very well with me because we look at that from a teamwork atmosphere, but we're looking at the coach being the leader on the team, being the leader in your company, the leader in your division, leader in your small business. That's the key. Have that motivation there in the first place. Without that, I can't help you. Now, you also have to have something called internal motivators. I can't build you. If you're just a blah person that I can't help, then I have no right taking you on because there's nothing I can do for you. And believe me, I'm not a rah-rah kind of guy. I don't do rah-rah. Not at all. Um, I also don't do the barking orders at people and and come down on them. Um, I am very mild-mannered as a person, but I'm also a very accountable person, and I expect those that work with me are going to be accountable to making their actions come true because, again, I can't get results from you if you don't put the results of the work in yourself. Going to the other side, the consulting side, my only job, if I happen to do a consulting, which is about 10% of our our firm, is I'm going to give you recommendations. I don't really care if you take them on or not. You paid me to give you a recommendation. I can look at these things. One of the things that I do like about consulting, one of the key things I like about is uh, process management. Now, what is process management in, in layman's terms, the easiest terms possible? It's all the damn efficient inefficiencies you have in your business, everything that's really slowing you down, stopping you, become, becoming uh, a mon- uh, monstrous task for nothing. There's no need to have this third wheel there. We want to get it down to two wheels running smoothly. 
that's the time I like doing that. I can look at businesses and figure out inefficiencies very quickly. I don't, I can only tell you it's just from experience and looking at them, but even I've gone into manufacturing, which isn't my expertise, and be able to find inefficiencies in manufacturing very, very quickly, just because to me it's logical. I look at things from a numer- numerical standpoint. I look at things that make sense, things that are going to make profit, things that are not going to waste everybody's time, and have people do more work than they need to do. You want to work smart, not hard. There's the key. There's a big difference. Hard work is hard in the first place. 95% of the work out there is not easy to do. So hard work is a given, but you want to work smart when you're doing it. Um, so that's really the breakdown I, I can really come up to between the two. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to respond here to the podcast, to my YouTube channel, subscribe. But please leave some questions or feel free to reach out and email me at rob at robmlion.com. There's the distinctive difference. Again, it's something I wanted to make sure we brought into one of these podcasts. Um, it's just come up so much. I thought just it's a great generalized topic because many people don't quite understand the difference. And then they get the, I'm the coach and consultant. Well, you can do both. And so Sometimes you can do both in the same, but they are two entirely different roles. They have two outcomes that are completely different from the other. Both should be positive, but both coming at it from two different ways. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me again on the Service Without Excuses podcast. Again, feel free to leave some comments and questions. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and subscribe to my uh, my uh, uh, iTunes and uh, whatever you happen to do. I'm not really good at that financial stuff. I'm the extra... Uh, add-on work. I'm here just to help who I can help and record podcasts with brilliant guests that I do every day. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one. Bye.